Welcome to Tea and Theology. This is Richard Ward, and I'm here with my wife, Danielle. Hi, everybody. And our good friend, David Arizaga. Hey. Today, we are going to explore the story of a housewife theologian. But before we get into our conversation, David, would you please tell us about the tea we're drinking? Yeah, today we're drinking a jasmine tea. Very uh, relaxing, mm-hmm. this tea. But I, w- I did want to say, I've never, I don't think I've ever sat down and heard all of Danielle's story. So I'm pretty excited for the episode. So we are going to explore the story of my wife, Danielle. A good place to start is, Danielle, how did you become a Christian? So I grew up in a very loving but strict home. And I think because of that, I often compared myself to my friends and my cousins who kind of or seemed to have not a lot of boundaries. And so I grew up very prideful. And I thought that I was a fairly good person, not as bad morally as the next person. I We went to church every once in a while. I kind of got an understanding of um, like that there's a God and um, that they would read the Bible. But I didn't know much about Christianity because, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't even know the first thing that I was a sinner. I think God started doing things in my life to show me um, how great He was. I remember the most when I was in college. So I went to school on the East Coast. I, I lived in California, went to school on the East Coast. And um, being away from my family, I just, I kind of, you know, just lived my own life, like didn't have to follow any rules. So kind of figuring life out. And uh, I think even though I had like a very strict home, I seemed to make, um, you know, just a lot of decisions that some college students do. I lived a very licentious lifestyle. And um, I think it was during that period where I kind of started feeling some shame about my life and the way I was living and the things I was doing, yeah, and guilt. And these things that at one point I found like very pleasurable, things that I enjoyed, um, I no longer had that same feeling. And I read this book recently that I think I really related to because he said um, something about how Satan will not like, he won't advertise like the pain and the um, like the confusion and the hopelessness that comes with sin. Yeah, so a lot about this time period made me, um, the sin that um, like enslaved me made me very confused about my sexuality and um, about my identity and um, who I was and if I was gay, if I was straight. Obviously, I recognize that God had been showing me that what I was doing now was sinful and uh, made me feel feel ashamed, like I said. And um, at that same time, one of my aunts had been sending me um, CDs of sermons from her church. And um, my roommates thought it was, you know, stupid, obviously. But God also used that to convict me of my sin. And then, yeah, yeah, just I was in certain situations where I started considering the uh, direction of my life. You know, obviously, I 
never considered those things before. So I know that like all of these little things kind of showed me like that God was at work drawing me to himself. And so one summer I came back home from um, break after I think my junior year of college and I wanted to go to church because I recognized uh, I recognized that I was a sinner. I wanted to go to church because I um I knew I needed God's forgiveness. Like I said, I I thought at one point that I was a pretty good person and it just kind of felt like it felt like God opened my eyes to like who I truly was. So it it was very it felt very radical when I trusted in Jesus. Like everything that I wanted before, like that I desired, that I was drawn to, I I hated and I wanted to know God better. I wanted to pray and spend time with God's people. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to be there as often as I could. The verse that um, really resonated with me when I became a Christian was Psalm 40, verse 2 and 3. It says, He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. And I just felt like from that point, things just became more clear. Like who I was became more clear. Like the direction that God wanted me to go was more clear. And of course, I had so much to learn. And from that point, I, there was a lot of stumbling and, you know, God was so merciful. And I remember thinking after, you know, falling into sin again, that um, maybe I should just keep living like a sinful lifestyle because I just, I can't get things right. And God was so gracious because I remember having that thought, opening up my Bible and um, reading from Thessalonians, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. And I just thought it was so gracious of God to, to consider me and um, to show me that he um, like hasn't forsaken me, and he loves me, and he's going to continue to direct me and change my heart and change my desires. And I, I've just seen God be so faithful from that point to um, even today. And, you know, obviously he's continuing to transform my mind and my heart. Yeah, that's how I became a Christian. So you were saying once you became a Christian, you wanted to be around the church as much as you could, which is awesome. What did, what exactly did that look like? The church that I started going to, they had a young adults ministry, which I found super helpful because here's this group of people who are my age who had been following Jesus for a lot longer than I had, at least. There was one girl in particular who kind of discipled me. I would spend a lot of time with her and her mom. And I think it was... Like that played a big part in me growing. But all of those people, I'm still friends with a handful of um, those girls. And we would just spend a bunch of time together. We'd have, you know, Bible studies or we would have the like Bible studies outside of church and then um, young adult studies and just spending really every chance we could together. And so there was that. And then I started, I mean, a couple years after. 
I started started serving in the high school ministry, which I think that really helped just trying to invest my life and my time in young people's lives and to communicate to them uh, one God's word, like whenever I would have a chance. And then also um, like just the things that I've learned so far about walking with the Lord and um, just showing them that I cared and, you know, try to show them not just that I cared, but because I was there like trying to be like trying to communicate that God cared about them and their specific lives and the things that they were involved in. Like I would go to like their sporting events and, you know, things like that. And then of course, like going to um, Sunday worship regularly and getting to know, getting to know the pastors and um, really any ministry and like any time they were gathering, I just wanted to be there. So that involved different things, but. So how many times in one week would you be at church? (laughs) Maybe like four, five times. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you studied theology formally even before you became a Christian. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey from studying theology formally as an unbeliever to studying theology now? I got my bachelor's in theology undergrad at the school that I went. However, I wasn't a Christian. A lot of the classes that... I was taking, I did find very interesting, archaeology especially was very interesting. I I really enjoyed the New Testament classes. Even as an unbeliever, I like I liked hearing about Jesus. And I do think that was part of my story also, how God drew drew me to himself. But I think I just everything that I was learning was just for a grade. I I didn't even think much about what I was reading or learning. I just kind of, I did the assignments and I wanted to get a good grade. So if it seemed like the professor wanted you to kind of say a certain thing, I would just, you know, if it was an essay, I would just write what he was communicating because I knew, I knew how to get good grades basically. But after becoming a Christian and going to this church, it actually did take a little bit of time for me to really want to study theology I think at the church that I went to, they really emphasize, and I'm super thankful that they emphasize a devotional life, uh, reading your Bible, meditating on scripture, and praying. And I think I learned so much, but I think you can kind of get the impression that any outside help is not needful because you have the Holy Spirit who can teach you. And because of that, I didn't start studying theology till. After I got married, Richard was studying theology before that, and he introduced me to um, certain uh, people and books and just like the whole idea of theology. And even at that point, I was a little bit skeptical. So I didn't just like dive into theology at that point because I just wasn't sure if that's how people learn about God. And so it took a little while, but then I started reading these books and um, I started realizing that when I'm reading about God, my heart is like overflowing with love for him. Yeah, I only I saw that it um, actually like added to my love for Christ. It wasn't anything that was like dry and like academic. I mean, of course, it was academic. Uh, I didn't read very technical theology books, so 
it was pretty easy to read them. You were saying that was still around the time where you were skeptical about, I guess, diving into theology books or mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. So when and how did you start seeing the value for your own life in studying theology? Mm-hmm. I think it was after reading a book by Sinclair Ferguson. It's called The Christian Life. It's a very basic theology book. It's very practical, and um, I think that's what it was. It's that when I realized that theology is practical, and these things are basically there's this teacher, and he is, you know, gifted by the Holy Spirit, and he is being used by God to teach me more about God, so that it affects like my life, like my person. And I think when I noticed that, or when I read that, and when I saw that, I think my um, impression about theology, or like I kind of put my guard down about theology, I realized that this is something that has so much value, and I should really seek to learn more about God and take these resources that God has given us to open up my eyes and my mind to like to the depth and the width and the length of God's love for us in Christ. So yeah, it was just like that that first like reading of theology and um, his communicating that it's it's not just something that it's not just knowledge but it's something that it should translate in the way that you live so danielle we have four kids and you homeschool our four kids and you serve at the church and you're and you're a part of women's ministry the kids play sports and do other extracurricular activities. How do you find time to study theology? Yeah, I have found that at every season, God has been so faithful to give me time to read, to pray, to um, to meditate, to uh, have small Bible studies or book clubs. And it's really a matter of me using my time well and wisely. So I, I have time. I have plenty of time. And I don't know how, but it's obviously God's grace because I, I am very busy at this season, but I'm still able to, um, to learn. And I think that the way that it looks right now is whenever I have a moment, I am listening to a book. and I'm listening to an audiobook while I'm doing the dishes or a lot of the time, a lot of my reading is happening at the end of the night. So after the kids are put to bed, because our full day, our day is very packed and I don't have much time throughout the day, but at the end of the night, the kids go to sleep fairly early and I still have a couple hours before I go to bed. So I try to use that time um, and usually I'm pretty tired. So not only will I be listening to an audiobook, but I'll be following along on either Kindle or Logos because I feel like I have limited brain power at that point but I still I really want to use the time that God's given me so I just try my best to set aside a little bit of time to read good theology books I'm also part of a small group at church a few ladies we get together weekly and we're reading through a book together so that's really helpful Richard's schedule makes it easier for me to get out and uh, have an hour with these ladies where we just talk discuss a certain book. And then I'm also a part of some book clubs with uh, my friend Leanne, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. 
I, I found those so super helpful and you kind of do it at your own pace and then you just send some uh, things that stuck out to you. And I think that's been very helpful, not just to read on my own, but kind of engage with the book a little bit more by talking about it with other ladies who are trying to do the same thing, trying to spend their time learning about God so that they could be um, better wives and better moms and better friends and sisters. So that's how it looks right now. So, Danielle, who are some of your favorite theologians? I have two in mind. One is J.I. Packer, and fairly recently I've been reading quite a few books from him. I think he is so clear and precise, and his books are very, they're readable. They're the, the level that I'm very capable of understanding. But there's so much depth. I don't think there is a time that I go away from any of his books where I don't want to pray or I don't want to um, evangelize I or I don't want to go and start reading my Bible. He's been a very formative theologian for me. And then I would say my second or the second person that I want to talk about of my favorite theologians is, not to sound cheesy, but Richard is my one of my favorite theologians. And obviously, because he's my husband, he, I've, I've learned a lot from him, but in the area of theology and studying theology and uh, what resource should I read for this or just trying to talk things out, like things that I'm learning, he's always interested and he always gives me um, really good resources and he's helped me to learn so much about the Bible, so much about the big picture of the Bible, so much about seeing Jesus in all of scripture, uh, so much of like having a passion and um a desire to learn these things, to learn uh, about God more and more. So those are my top two. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be on your top two list. <laughs> this has been Tea and Theology. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us again next time. Bye.